0: The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K. show. It is Friday night. It is 9 p.m. Pacific time and it's past midnight on the East Coast and God bless you all out there on the East Coast tuning in to me tonight. You know, I was cruising around San Diego today in this beautiful weather, and I was just counting my blessings, and that just really includes all of you out there who tune in to me. You're such, I was just chatting with everybody on Facebook, and by the way, friend me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5, because it's like Charles Burton said, you know, we're a co- peculiar kind of community and group building the Andrea K Show and Andrea K uh, Facebook profile, but I think we're like the coolest people. And I just encourage everybody to go there. To me, that's also where the the true brilliance is. You know, this country is made great by, you know, individuals, coming together as a community we're really where the power is and we're really where all the greatness is and in spite of the fact that they're trying to make us be more and more and more about the peasants and make it be more and more and more about them being the elites in dc joining me tonight in addition to the amazing andrea show facebook community is none other than the dj himself we got to come up with he ain't we can't call him dj maple bar anymore because it's like I, i over pushed him as the donut pusher So, we're gonna come up with something for you, Todd. But anyway. I like carrot sticks. You like DJ carrot sticks? Um. Carrots. Okay. (laughs) See, I like that, too. I just didn't want you to think I was mocking you. You do a great job for me every Thursday and Friday night. Thank you, Todd, for being here. And also, I'm pleased to have back with me, at least on the phones, even though she ain't here in person, and that's my gal, Alicia Dern, legal and libertarian analyst for the Andrea K. Show. And I've got some topics I asked her to call in tonight and indulge me, even though she had quite a day in St. Louis. So I I asked her to indulge me and call in tonight because I always like to include a little bit of some business and economics in the Friday night show because we can't ignore that. It's too critical. You know, it's the lifeblood of what's going on. I get what's happening in Charleston. We're going to talk about Charleston. We're going to talk about gun control and those other things that are going on. But we got a 2016 election coming up, and there's some really critical stuff going down with that. And it's impacted by so much of business stuff that's going on in policy and regulations. And it's like I said last night, one of the things businessman Trump said that was so true was we are $17 trillion in debt. And once we get to 22, we're done. And so we got to keep our eye on the ball with this economic stuff, which is why, Alicia... I, I, you know, I, I had a busy day too. Now, granted, my AC didn't go out, even though I didn't really need it here, and granted, my basement didn't flood, uh, even though I don't have a basement. But I did have a busy day, Miss Alicia.
2: And well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I will tell you, if it continues to rain like it has been in the Midwest, we to have to build an ark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, do you have a? Does Does Fitzroy have a have a a copy? Is there another Fitzy? Because you got to go That's two happy. by two.
2: Well, I hear the Obamas have another
1: Portuguese water. dog. Okay. Well, I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think Fitzroy wants to be around. You know that that Marxist. You know Portuguese water dog. Okay, you need to find a libertarian one to partner up with Fitzroy. But anyway, I was busy, and you had a crazy day. I don't know if you had a chance to turn into turn in the news. But I'm busy all day. I turn in the news, and what do I see? And not just on. Crazy town MSNBC, but actually on Fox News, I see a full debate going on about a flag, Alicia. And I'm thinking, yeah. you have got to be kidding me, America, a flag. This is where this this discussion has gone to talking about a flag. As though the, they're literally, for those of you who haven't seen this nonsense and this insanity, they are literally now, I thought, I thought it was just some knee-jerk reaction to try to blame Nikki Haley with the Confederate flag, but they are literally trying to blame this on a Confederate flag in terms of what happened in Charleston. And then I'm thinking, hey, wait a second, isn't there another, and the reason why they're trying to blame it on a flag is they're trying to say it's, it's em- emblematic or symbolic of a culture that is really what led rise to this. And I'm thinking, you want to talk about a flag that's, that has a symbol of a culture that's leading to murder let's talk about the flag of islam that's got a sword on it okay that's not that's not a symbol you would think that you you would think that the administration would have some concern we're going to talk about fabric and whether or not fabric has some empowerment or you know motivation factor that's going to make people do this. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's crazy to me. But no, we're, but we're, we're, we're going to pick certain flags. See, that's liberalism. It's all about picking and choosing you know, winners and losers. So they're going to, I guess, support the Islamic flag with a sword on it, but then blame Charleston for the Confederate flag. And, you know, but we really know, Alicia, those of us <clears throat> who've been paying attention, we know it's not even really about a flag. That blaming it on a Confederate flag is a way to blame it on white people. And who do they say are the main white people that that the left and the blacks need to blame, Republicans. And then simultaneously while they're blaming guns and demanding gun control, which the evil white Republicans are refusing. Enter Six Pack O'Malley, who came out and said that he is, quote, peed off at the GOP for not giving him the gun control that he wanted. Did you hear any of this nonsense?
2: Yeah, I, I did. I did. You know, I mean, I I think the Confederate flag is, uh, I I don't, I, I do think that there is, um, symbolism in that that I don't agree with, but you know that's not the root of our problems in this
1: country. No, it's not any, and it's not the root of what happened in Charleston any more than the oh. than the map that Sarah Palin had of districts with bullseyes on it were responsible for for Gabby Giffords in the shooting and what happened there. And and you know I see I see I'm not even going to give I'm not even going to mention his name on Fox News tonight saying this is a part of a culture that makes up a toxic cocktail and that le- leads rise to this. And when I'm hearing this, I'm thinking, where is the GOP here? Why? is it that the GOP is always playing defense? Why is the GOP, the Republican Party, allowing this narrative to go forth? Why do we even have Republicans engaging in this debate? They should be Rand Pauling this. They should be outraged and say, no, we're not going to allow this to become about a Confederate flag. They need to be showing the appropriate outrage at the stupidity of this. Instead, they start defending it. And when you start defending it, then you're, you're giving it credibility and you know what they need the GOP needs to stand up just like Rand Paul did when he when they tried to do the gotcha thing on him this is all about the gotcha they need to they need to stand up and say you know what we we're the ones now who want who demand a real conversation on race because see the left always says let's have a conversation on race which is really code for either you give us the entitlements that we want either you assume white guilt either you assume responsibility for some slavery that happened many years ago and are willing to make up for it or you know we don't want to hear anything you say the GOP needs to stand up and say no we want a real conversation on race that puts blame where it belongs on individuals not on flags and not on guns and we need to have a real conversation about who's really inciting all this Ben Carson you know there's there's some really high-profile amazing people like Ben Carson who came out today and he is asking for unity a lot of high-profile black leaders like Dr. Alveda King are calling for unity right Alicia
2: yeah yeah. I mean, well, look, that's the way that we resolve it. I mean, I've, I've said this before. The more divisive we get uh, in the media, the more divisive we get in the country, the, the worse things are going to get. People, do, you do not create peace and empathy and understanding amongst people and amongst groups by ha- having arguments about who is more right or wrong and, and who's more oppressed, or, you know, all the things that we're talking about, who's racist, who's not. I mean, white people get offended by being called racist, and uh, black people are offended by the Confederate flag. But talking about those things is fine, but when we turn it into a war, it just makes all the problems worse.
1: When you turn it into a war, what happens with war? There's violence. You know, and we are at a point to where... Winners are
2: losers. Yeah, you pick...
1: there's, n- war. There's never any winners here and we are at a point where every, it, we are literally at a boiling point. I was actually, I had to go to the social security administration today, Laura to help me to apply for a replacement card and this, um, person of color came in screaming and yelling and the, The reaction from the people in the lobby was like something I'd never experienced it before because people were so on edge. People were literally looking for the gun to come out and for him to start shooting. I mean, people were literally at a panic point. I've never seen anything like it. It's because people are so on edge because he was a person of color and the security guard guard was white. And people were... You know, you know, crazy over this. And so, you know, we want to talk about hate crimes legislation. I'm saying, hey, wait a second. When we have an administration that is, you know, inciting. We know that Ferguson was never about hands up, don't shoot. And they knew it wasn't. But they still sent a delegation there. They still fostered that. They fostered, um, you know, th- this this um rage and racial division. And they are intentionally telling the black community we, you know, through Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton was sent by the White House to Ferguson you know, they know he is their point man for this. And what is he saying to, to black people out there that black people have a target on their backs by the police departments and by yeah. white America. And now they're trying to say by Republicans with this Confederate flag. And it is an outrage. I want, I want to know when the administration is going to start being investigated for hate crimes legislation, because they are manufacturing this Alicia.
2: You know, I've got two really interesting articles today. The first one was that this whole, this, uh, talk about uh, there being increase in violence because of Ferguson and uh, increases in crime or or, uh, increases in uh, uh, aggression by cops against black people is actually specifically not true. That's all lies. Of course it is. They're saying.
1: Every yeah. bit of it is manufactured and it's yeah. all meant, and it's all meant to gain control. And that's why immediately they came out with the DOG investigation and immediately they went, they, they went to gun control and we're going to talk about gun control in a minute. But, you know, I, you know, I, I want to go right into part two of, you know, I talked about Ben Carson earlier. He's one of the great voices of our time. Um, who's coming out and speaking and demanding unity and you know um i interviewed dr Alvita king and i want to go to point uh, part two of my interview with her because what she had to say when i was asking her about baltimore and about the racial division i thought was really important and so i want to play a couple minutes of my uh, part two with dr Alvita king so, to the young people in America today that feel as though they're buying into the narrative that the issue that they have in their life, they're let's say it's an eighteen-year-old young African American man who's out of out of work and he's you know out in the streets because he's been you know whipped up into a frenzy, believing that the issue in his life is that the police departments you know have a target on his back. What would you say to him?
3: Well, it's just we have to get back to. I think the. Uh, Police commanders, a lady who was there in Baltimore, and then her lieutenant, He was there. They are both African-Americans. And they said that part of their strategy, honestly, is to go out to the streets and meet the people. And I asked them, and somebody in the audience asked the question, too. And uh, when I talked to maybe Sheriff Clark, for example, or the Sergeant Mullins up in uh, New York, the same thing, I asked them all. I said, do you all remember our Officer Friendly, where the police officers actually went to the schools, went to the community? Uh, in their uniforms, talked about how they were there to help and protect. And the children weren't afraid of them because they began to know them. And I believe that uh, they'll probably begin to do that in Baltimore, hopefully uh, in some of these other uh, hot spot, turbulent areas. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, because when I sat there and I I saw the commander, when she was speaking, I was sitting right next to her. I said, oh, my God, everything you said just makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know? So we have to learn that the police officers are not our enemies. And so, you know, respect authority, God being the highest authority. Right. But respecting authority and having authority respect authority, too. You see? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what so about? That to
1: absolutely. I'd like to talk for a brief moment about respect for life because everybody knows the name of Freddie Gray or Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin, but the thousands and thousands of black lives that are being lost every year in towns like Chicago and in the black on black crime, as well as in, in abortion, don't seem to get the same media play. And you're someone that advocates and says that all lives matter. Uh, black mm-hmm. women's lives matter. Black babies' lives matter. All those lives matter. I want to talk a little bit about the work you're doing with that.
3: I'm so excited to be in the month of uh, June, on Juneteenth, June 19th, and moving over to June 20th, marching across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama, honoring Juneteenth. Uh, Actually, when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, it was two years later in Texas, Uh, 65 that people found out, the slaves found out they had been free, you see. And so I said, well, we, you know, 150 years later and the babies are not free. So we're going to join Catherine Davis of the Selma Project. And of course, she uh, will be promoting that hashtag Black Women Matter. And of course, Black Women Matter, All Women Matter, All Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, (laughs) Uh, handicapped lives matter, old lives, broke lives, rich lives, you know, poor mm-hmm. lives, everybody matters. Right. And so we, we have to see people as people, Right. and that is really the message that has to be promoted. So in the pro-life community, of course, you know, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, eugenics, genocide, uh, targeting the African-Americans, trying to reduce the population of the blacks and the poor. And so all of that, as it's exposed and people are first shocked and then they uh, begin to say it should not be. And, of course, we're very excited
1: with that. Hey, you know, I just think that, that Dr. Alveda King's message there, as as the as the clip was originally supposed to end, talking about all lives matter and that that's a message that needs to be out there, that's the message that I tried to, you know, I, th- that I think the GOP, that's the narrative that the GOP needs to get behind and really continue to push forward. And, you know, because they, the left is going to exploit every time one of these situations come up. They're going to continue to push it. They're going to continue to foster the, the the flames of division and hate. And here's a story that I found, Alicia. I don't know if you heard this. Um, and and in fact, before I get into this story, when after this happened in Charleston, and they immediately started exploiting it, I went out and advocated on Twitter for all lives to matter, like Alveda King, and was immediately called a racist. The GOP needs to rally behind Alveda King. Rally behind. Why don't? Why doesn't the GOP have her at the microphone everywhere and have her be the representative of the GOP like the left? does without sharpton.
2: Why Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's amazing to me because I mean who has a better track record uh, and legacy for, uh, for civil rights than the king family?
1: right exactly well I want to tell this story that that has gotten no press that that really ties into what I was saying about the federal government manufacturing a a crisis that is only resulting in more violence I didn't hear the story and I don't know if you did or the listeners and then we're going to take a break and we come back then we're going to talk about the whole gun control issue I did not know that um, because the media intentionally withheld this and even tried to pretend initially that the perpetrators were white but last fall after Ferguson when they really did everything they could to try to convince America uh, that Michael Brown was an innocent victim, the whole hands up, don't shoot, Um, a Marine was seriously maimed and near fatally killed in a lynching as he walked inside a Mississippi Waffle House. The victim was white. The perpetrators were black. Didn't hear about it in the news, did we? The perps had been watching coverage of the media's incendiary and fallacious coverage of the Mike Brown shooting. They whipped themselves into a frenzy and decided they wanted to attack any white person to get revenge. And who did they attack? A a guy named Ralph Weems. He was in a coma for weeks and spent months in rehab. And the media actually lied about his injuries and tried to downplay um, that it was racially motivated. Where was the DOJ? Where were they investigating this? And um, the local black police police chief blatantly lied to the public about the attack and said that it was um, the was perpetrated by a white person and was forced to change his story. This is what's going on in America, and this is what the GOP needs to get to to push forward a narrative to stop this kind of um, racial division, Alicia. Because we are at a breaking point here. And speaking of a breaking point, we got to take a break here, and when we come back. We're going to talk about gun control. Then we're going to shift gears because we got none other than Della B back on the show tonight. And then we also got to talk a little economics and some business because we got. Our gal Alicia Dern here with us tonight. Don't change that dial, everybody. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer.
3: This is AM
0: 1170. The answer. Now at CrazyPriceMall.com, save on Community Christian School Preschool Tuition, a $2,250 value, just $1,125. Give your child the education you've always wanted them to have. It's CrazyPriceMall.com for tuition to Community Christian School Kindergarten through 7th grade, just $2,125. You can trust a BECCA curriculum, private education, high academic, small classrooms, half days, and after-school programs. Community Christian School, now at CrazyPriceMall.com.
1: Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's Best Local Pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990.
0: Miss Foster, you must alert the authorities immediately. Why is that so? All these new people we hired have been replaced by alien life forms. And what makes you say that? They're all
4: here on time. That's because they're from HelpWantedSanDiego.com.
0: That's their home planet?
4: No, it's the job site. So easy to apply that the number of applies per posting are now up over 57%.
0: Why are they all smiling so much? Because they're happy. Because they're
4: not human. Could be because they don't have to drive ridiculously long distances. In their little spaceships. In their cars.
0: The pod people do seem to be good at what they
4: do. Well, we get some of our best hirees through HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Do we? The site is super mobile friendly and the apply process is so easy. The applies are up over 57% so they have more qualified local employees than ever.
0: So what is that strange sound I hear? Surely some intergalactic language? I believe it's called laughter. Well, at least they've come in peace. But whatever do we feed them? I'm going to go with lunch. Lower
4: prices to post jobs. Mobile-friendly and so easy to apply to great local jobs. Help HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results.
0: Intelligent, conservative. AM 1170. The answer.
4: Welcome back to
1: the Andrea Kay Show. And in case you had not noticed, DJ Carrot Sticks is playing music tonight dedicated to all you fathers out there. Because, yes, this is Father's Day weekend. And like Rand Paul... One of Alicia's favorite libertarians although he's really a Republican, what he said at the Faith and Freedom Coalition today is he said, you know, what's going on in this country? The problem is, you know, the solution is not the government because the problem is not the system. And the problem is what is going on with individuals, okay? It ain't about a flag. It ain't about a gun. Uh, you know, it's about, you know, the pro. And now Vita King says the same thing. The problem is what's going on in these communities and everywhere is really an individual situation, individual problem, and in large part with the black community. It's because there's not enough fathers out there. There's too many... Single moms, when you've got the chances of ending up in poverty, is increased by 90% uh, when you have a child out of wedlock. And there's too many, uh, you know, um, babies in the black community. I think it's like 75% are born out of wedlock and, and, and are in fatherless uh, homes, and that's a huge problem. But you know, they got to go to the gun grab, Alicia. That's what they got to do. And I was relieved, speaking of um, the Faith and Freedom uh, Coalition event, I was relieved to see some comments made by Dr. Ben Carson. Again, really important figure. The GOP needs to get behind him. Who's been talking about Ben Carson? I, I'd forgotten the guy was even running for president. That's how little, that's how stupid the GOP is. They should have him out there everywhere. Um, one of the reasons why many conservatives have been concerned about him was because he supposedly was anti Second Amendment. He came out today, and you're going to like this. Alicia said that you know he's changed his mind uh, about um, gun registration and gun control because he says there's sinister internal forces internal forces that could surface in that scenario, and he's concerned about our debt. He's concerned about um, our currency. And without getting too much into the treasury and into the weeds and all that, he's concerned of us becoming a third world nation due to economics, and then basically in- intentionally breaking us economically, Alicia, so that they can have martial law. And he's saying basically he understands that the Second Amendment was to protect us against a tyrannical government. Thank you, Ben Carson. That's exactly why they're go they're using this scenario to try to go at a gun control. And you know, it's you know. It- Everybody knows the history. At least I would think that they do. There's a quote going around today from Adolf Hitler in 1935 saying, oh, today's a great day. We got this gun registration. Everybody's going to be safer. We all know that's not true. They all know that's not true. They know that this town like Chicago with the strictest gun control has the greatest gun violence, black on black. It's about tyranny. And I was disturbed to see last night. Was it last night or tonight? Oh, but I think it was tonight. Bill O'Reilly going on and on and on. This guy pretends that he's, you know, for the folks, talking about, you know, using such great Marxist terms as uh, needing registry for the greater good, saying that he's got a solution, which is basically just another judicial version of gun control with his punishment plan should be, you know, just some federal statute that if you're caught, you know, committing a crime, you know, like these Chicago... Chicago gangbangers are going to go, you know what? Oh, I was just going to cap somebody. But Bill O'Reilly had an idea that I might get 10 years if I do it. So, oh, wait, you know, maybe I won't do it. You know, uh, it's it, it, he was just coming up with crap to try to push this notion of a registry. And it's all about tyranny. Right, Alicia?
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is just taking advantage of a tragedy in order to push a political agenda. The statistics are you have a greater chance of winning the lottery than getting shot by a crazed gun who legally owns a gun so right it, it's ridiculous
1: absolutely meanwhile while everybody's all hysterical over this you know earlier i was talking about how um and and they should be hysterical i don't mean to, to sound flip it but while they're manufacturing racial division inciting hatred and you know, trying to, you know, use that for a way to grab guns. We've got an illegal immigration problem here. Well, we've got illegal immigrants who are committing crimes like murder en masse, far greater than what's happened in Charleston, Ferguson, and Baltimore combined. Let me read you some stats. You're talking about stats. Um A lot of people probably saw this today on Drudge. 121 convicted criminals who faced deportation between 2010 and 2014 were allowed to stay here and now face murder charges. That's 121. How many people died in Charleston? Nine. Now, that's nine too many, but it doesn't compare to 121. And who is responsible for this? The Obama administration, because these people were slated for deportation. And instead of being deported, they were intentionally put out into American communities and they committed murder. That is blood directly on the hands of the Obama administration. Period. There's no other way around it. They were in ICE custody and they were intentionally let go out into the uh, and they want to talk about gun control. How about some insanity control? What's going on with this administration? I think that's what we need. And the GOP needs to be speaking up against that instead of allowing themselves to get dragged into debates about flags. Hundreds of these illegals, hundreds were sex criminals. And they were released out into communities and didn't even have to be on the same sex registries that citizens are forced to be on when they've been convicted of sex crimes. 280 were arrested in the Midwest for all manners of crimes, violent and otherwise, including burglaries. Meanwhile, this is near and dear to you with businesses, they've pretty much stopped any kind of enforcement against businesses who are hiring illegals. IRS audits have dropped 86%. Arrest of employers dropped 73%. It's just a free for all for illegals, but you know, nobody's talking about that, and particularly the GOP. And here's something that's even, you know, another element. That's come out is now we've got illegals like this guy in Colorado whose car overturned in a rush of water. And he is suing the first responders because he says they didn't they didn't get him out of the water quick enough. So he is suing them personally, as well as the city. He's seeking five hundred thousand dollars in damages and he's here illegally. And our court system is hearing his case, Alicia. You
2: know, you know, actually makes me crazy about that is why are we suing the government for making stupid decisions like driving into water? I mean, it's, it's, you know, like, what's happened? What, what happened to people having common sense? Everybody's got to sue, sue for things, you know? It's amazing to me. But, it, you know, the problem with this conversation we're having about, you know, the Confederate flag is that it's just totally just besides the point. It's just... Uh, mental fodder meant to uh, stir up emotions, and it has nothing to do with reality and facts. It's not rationally based. If we want to talk about violent crime, if we want to talk about people who are committing murders, we should be talking about the drug war. We should be talking about our failed prison system. I mean, we're talking about millions of people whose lives are impacted. You know, by the drug war and drug running and guns that've been given to the to cartels, and you know through our various fast and furious programs, I mean, all of that is way worse than Confederate flag issues.
1: Well, yeah, and it's it, it. So much of this, like, Confederate flag issue and so much of what's going on with the media is meant to sensationalize. And we've become a society that can't think past beyond what's, what can be printed on a bumper sticker. That's a huge part of the problem. And the, you control the, the message and you control minds. So the American people who, you know, it, it, when we were growing up, we could trust, we didn't, we didn't have 24 hour news cycle. We didn't have all these stations. We had ABC, NBC, and CBS, and we had what we thought were trusted news anchors, and we thought that we could trust what we were hearing, and we felt secure that if we could tune in for 30 minutes a night, we would, we would have an awareness of what was going on in the world and what was going on with our government. So, you know, they're, they're praying. Yeah. It, it's in part because people, there's almost too much media. There's almost too much of a disengagement on the part, uh, on the, on the part of the American people. Um, it, it's it's almost an overload of information, in a sense. And the American people are also so trusting. It's like Ronald Reagan said, we're one generation away from losing our liberties. And it's also in part, Alicia, because people are so drowned in debt, so drowned in trying to keep their head above water economically. And we're going to That's talk about right economics yeah. later. Yeah, that it's like they're so busy trying to put food on the table. Who has the time to sift through it all? And w- w- it has been a barrage. The left, so many of the left, Obama gets a letter call him an idiot because they're saying he didn't get a whole lot accomplished in the last seven years. I say it's been a shock and awe, almost one scandal after the next. He's accomplished so much crap and has perpetrated so much crap on the American people. You can't hardly stay abreast of it. Who has the time to stay abreast yeah. of it? I mean, this is you know, I, I I find out that I find that I have a really hard time staying on top of it. But we're going to shift gears here because i want to take a little break from all this you know the insanity of what's going on in dc the insanity you know of of what's happening around the world and take it up the coast up to the insanity of what's happening up in La La, because sometimes I get overwhelmed with all the scandals and the shock and all of it. And sometimes I got to talk to my gal Della B. Y'all know that music. She's back, babies. I've missed her so much. Talk me off the ledge, Della. Bring me down from all the negativity that's going on in the world. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show.
4: Hey, baby. How are you? I'm good. I'm real good. You know, I had a great time last weekend. You did. What did I you do did. last I weekend? I went to the movies. You did? You I did.
1: did. I haven't I heard did. too many you know, people say that's a good time anymore because there's just so I much know. junk going on out there. Well, well, well right. then, you well, know what? The last I, time I mean, you were—no, hold up now, girl. Because the last time you went to the movies, you said you had suffered some kind of injury because the movie was so bad. You had been, like, oh. assaulted. That was Pitch Perfect too.
4: Pitch Perfect too and I just—they are going to make a third one. They're going to make a third one. You know, I I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. My brain, like I said, almost was trying to chew its way out of my skull during that movie. (laughs) I thought it was never going to end. And I went with somebody that just thought it was absolutely great. So I had to bite my tongue the whole time. Della Uh, B bite her tongue? I did. I had to bite my tongue, you know, between Reese's Pieces. I had to bite it. (laughs) But I went to the movies last weekend, and I saw... I, I it, you know, I I been t- I go to movies. I I saw Selma. It, you know, you go for information. You go to get edified on on information. You go see American Sniper, and and you learn something and you have an experience. But it's not necessarily entertainment. Okay. And I went and saw Jurassic World. And really? I had a great time. You
1: did. Now, let me ask you this. Is this a remake of the original, or is this like a part three or four or whatever it is now? What
4: is this? It's a a um, little—it's not a remake. It's number four in the series. Um, I didn't even see the third one. Uh, The second one I thought was awful. The original was great. But, no, it's 22 years later. And, you know, you've got a luxury resort, and they've kind of learned some things about, you know, people and and dinosaurs, allegedly. And so it's it's really just a later story, you know, and how, you know, this is kind of like, you know, moved along. And, um, but... It's, it's the CGI is fantastic. The dinosaurs are fun. Of course, you don't have the big surprise like you did when you went to the original because you're used to seeing this kind of stuff now. So, But it was just so fun. It was Well, what made it fun? It what so made fun. it, because the,
1: you know, I mean, if we've seen dinosaurs running around chasing people before, what made this, what made it good? Was the acting good? And were there any of the original characters in it?
4: Uh, B.D. Wong uh, is the only original from the original uh, one. Now, it's 22 the... years ago. 22 years ago. Okay, well, still, director.
1: Samuel L. Jackson, I thought me no, maybe, and, no. and the actor oh, who played The Fly, I thought maybe he would be back in it. Oh,
4: no, no, no. B.D. Wong, a scientist, was the only person to come back from the original cast. But what we had is we had Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is the it man for me right now in Hollywood. You have drooled over him before. He's not right. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the alleged um, new Indiana Jones that Disney's going to be maybe making. And he is... He's the man every man wants to be and every girl wants to be with. He's Mm -hmm. charming. He's not a girly man. He's not a Matt Damon. He's not a Brad Pitt. This is a real man. Mm -hmm. Well, I
1: I, I beg to differ with you there. Now, Matt Damon, as born, was quite the man's man.
4: I I know, but he's not he's he's not Chris Pratt. He's so. not roguish. Chris, chris no, Pratt has the roguish the entire time you're watching chris Pratt you it you he's not winking at you, but you did this sense that had, he's had, like winking at you. hang on what what's that, Alicia? I said, I can't get past Chris Pratt in Parks
2: and Recreation. I just keep thinking, you know, that he's Burt Macklin instead of Burt Macklin FBI. Burt Macklin dinosaur
4: whisperer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh no. He I don't know what it is. He's just he's <laughs> he lost weight and he's got it. He knows how to work the big screen. Yeah. He knows but how I to can- work them velociraptors. I he was he was a dinosaur wrangler in this movie, and you know, that's hot. I have to tell you, I was voting for the Raptors the whole time, the whole movie.: uh-huh. so, <laughs> it was, it was a <laughs> Only fun. Della would I vote see. for the bad guys. I did. I, so, well, the bad been, guys I' I can't believe it's been 22 years.: I know. I'd I'm on, I like feel really old now. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I know. I looked it up. Now, listen, this is what was one of the fun things about this movie for me. It was like a movie trivia scavenger hunt. I started turning to the, my movie buddy and throwing him lines from other movies because it was derivative of other movies. For instance, there was a point in time when I said to myself, pull your team out, Gorman. Apon, Pone, what's happening? Do you know what movie I'm going for there? <laughs> no. I just need to know one thing. Where oh, are. yes! Yes!
1: <laughs> hey, has anybody hey. ever.
4: Oh, uh, well, uh, well, that's Vasquez. A- Aliens. Yes. So it, and it, it was a derivative of other movies, and it was fun. And then at one point, I turned to my buddy, and I said, deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You, you want, want me on that wall. wall. <laughs> you need me on that wall. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
4: know. And then there was the scene where Bryce Dallas Howard, bless her heart, she's completely forgettable in this movie, except she's dressed in high-heeled shoes running through the jungle. And that reminds me of romancing the stone. Oh, yes. And you got mm-hmm. uh Michael Douglas takes off Kathleen Turner's high-heeled shoes and chops mm-hmm. the heels off mm-hmm. and she says, "Oh, they were Italian." And he <laughs> says, "Now they're practical." So, <laughs> it was just a fun movie. Oh, yeah. it was fun. Uh-huh.
1: I'm getting quite some comments here being being messaged to me and texted to me about about Della this evening. Well uh-huh. I'll have What? No, just just in, in terms of your crushing that's happening oh. o- over Chris Pratt. Oh, it, I know. Okay, well, so is, know
4: what, there, you, you, I, for about five years, it's like, okay, who who are the Studleys in Hollywood? And it's like I can't think of them. What wait, because got you know why? Starring Toby, Toby exactly, McGuire and Shia LaBeouf, and it's like, no, I want madness. Worse want. than
1: that. Worse than that. We have had a trend out there with, with the Ewan and and the Johnny Depp. Oh. Those who cannot grow a full beard and always looking like they're perpetually in need of a shower you know, okay, yeah, with, bad teeth, with bad Depp. teeth with bad teeth
4: with bad teeth you know what was that trend about uh, well you know the problem is the high definition and the big screen it means you can see where they need those biore strips <laughs> see? Wow. men and women when
1: dela is recommending blackhead removal <laughs> <laughs> there's something
4: That's you're right. not camera ready Okay. No. And the teeth, and no. you know. <laughs> hey, listen, there's a, I, gears, there's a couple of trends I wanted to talk to you about. Oh,
1: yes, because we, we only got a couple of yeah. minutes left. Okay, well, waist cinching. Yeah, what
4: the heck is that? I, I what have I been hearing about? Well, I think it started actually a couple of years ago when Jessica Alba, it was six weeks after she had her second baby, she, her, she was back looking like she hadn't had any. And she sa- said, well, she did wore corset. So you know you can buy these corsets for after that after maternity and Brooke Burke got in on it and now you got the Kardashians and different ones and they're they're doing almost like Dita Von T's with her corset and the the whalebone and the lacing and trying to train your waist. You know Tim, to you know
1: all- I'm curious to what you know some of the fellows out there on Facebook think about that look because to me first of all th- this didn't start with Jessica Alba okay this started with Scarlett O'Hara and you know back no, right, in the south because almost the re- Yeah, but really, I mean, to me, it it, it makes them look cartoonish. Now, if this is what Kim Kardashian did, now I understand why she looks even weirder now and even more out of proportion and even worse to me now than she did before. The
4: thing is, you can't train your waist. You can wear the corset and be cinched up. Okay. No, what's Jessica happening only is got it's got away with it cuz she's already a trim tiny girl. She's you already a size 0.
1: What's happening with Kim Kardashian? Do anything. All it's doing is training it to go down and stick out, okay? It's just relocating it and it's, it's relocating, relocating it in it. a way that ain't particularly flattering. But, I mean, it's, it's 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 looking like she's got some I, anyway, I'm going to keep but it rated But you
4: take G. the corset off and your waist goes back. There's no permanent anything you can do. However, you can cause heartburn and, and reflux and <laughs> you can displace your ribs and, you know, who all knows. There's So it's trend. a
1: cautionary health tale. Yeah. That's what it is. Now, listen, there's another friend that doesn't
4: cause any real harm. 30 I'm seconds. I'm wondering if you're going to take it up this yes, summer. Yes, what's that, such a It's... Allowing your armpit hair to grow out and be dazzling it or dyeing it or adding extensions like feathers. Okay.
1: Um,. <clears throat> If I thought, you know, I don't want my armpits to compete with my hair and my face. I mean, you got to decide where you want to bring the attention to. In my exactly. opinion, okay.
4: Some of these are dyeing their hair to their their pits to match their heads, and some of them aren't. And it's, it's too like, confusing. I, too much information.
1: Exactly. It's like it to me. That's my argument against tattooing because it's like it's just too distracting to the eye. You know, it's like graffiti on a beautiful building. I see, and and, and it's the same argument I have with women getting their lips overpuffed. It's like you got to make a decision where you want the attention to go to I'm gonna leave it to my face because what are you got to do you got to walk around with your arms up anyway so you can show it yes, off and I mean wh- what kind of these things? women are
4: selfing their armpits it's like I that's not that doesn't work for anybody the armpit is not you, you just don't need to be going around with your arms over your head okay. like that you one comment
1: yes well one comment before we have to let you go that has been coming to me via text is of course it is fine if it, <laughs> if it pushes the fat into your breast, <laughs> not into your hiney. Okay. So, 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 be, so, ladies, be careful where you're pushing the fat. You heard it here on The Andrea Kay Show. Okay. I, now we I got. Like that. Exactly. All right. Now we got to take a break. We like you, Della. No, we love you, Della. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming we'll back. You've been out. gone too long. Now we got to take a quick break. We won't be gone too long. We're going to be back in a couple minutes, and then we're going to get serious again. Because did you remember? Do y'all remember what happened? Something called the Cyber Pearl Harbor. We got to talk about that because it's gotten absolutely no play, and it's critical. We're also going to talk about some economics and some uh, business legislations coming down that we cannot forget about because it will come up in the 2016 election. So don't change that dial. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. That it
0: takes the I don't know, It's no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Your local pharmacist is also a Health Mart pharmacist. And they're not like other pharmacists.
4: After mom's surgery, I was overwhelmed, but I was so relieved. Her HealthMart pharmacist was there to help. They explained her medication and even delivered to her house. Mom got the personal service she needed, and I got something even better. Peace of mind.
0: Visit HealthMart.com to find a locally owned HealthMart pharmacy near you. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you. Online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877 749 3533. AM 1170 Theater. Everywhere you
1: go on iHeartRadio. Radio. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. Thank you all for letting me go. Uh... Away from the seriousness of what's happening, a very serious, tragic situation in Charleston and the the politics surrounding that into some time and laughter with Della and Alicia, because sometimes you just got to you got to take a little break from it all, you know, and just have a little laughter. Um, I tell you who's not laughing right now, because I always like to spend some time on Fridays getting into business and economics. I don't know if you've heard the economic news coming out of Greece, Alicia, but things are getting really, oh, yeah. Yeah. really bad over there. To recap, those of you who haven't been following what's happened in Greece, they've got a socialist economy over there. It was on the brink of collapse. So there were, you know, an austerity measure started coming into effect, which caused riots. So then, the EU stepped in and started loaning money, um, but the people were still upset um, with the austerity program. So they elected an even bigger socialist. And because once you have um, citizenry that are independent and have become slaves and are not independent, <clears throat> this is the kind of you know they 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 can't they suffer under austerity, and it's a, and it's a real crisis and so then greece so they you know the eu steps in starts loaning them money then greece starts making noise about not being able to make payments and things so they go in to start negotiating talks with the eu and then the talks break down with because this socialist you know leader their government left-leaning government over there just walks out basically and now banks may not be opening on monday people are panicking pulling money out and we have a real crisis here um, Alicia, and of course, what is the left uh, wing government saying? What, you know the, well. The pro EU protesters are accusing the left wing government of lying to its own people, quote, misrepresenting and misleading other EU leaders, refusing to negotiate seriously, and taking Greece on the brink of catastrophe. And when I read that quote, I thought, oh my gosh, that describes our government here. Maybe not the EU negotiating part, but in terms of lying to the people and misrepresenting what's going on financially. And you know, continuing to push for you know uh, socialist economic policies that just basically bankrupt a nation. We have we're seventeen trillion dollars in debt. We're approaching twenty two. Tr- when we get to twenty two trillion, like uh, like Trump said, we're done. You know, we got to get some fiscal sanity uh, going on in here. And and you know, I've been I've been talking about that the the border crisis that we've got. It's a huge one. And you know, with now then that ties into um. The uh, cyber Pearl Harbor, you know, great article on townhall.com written by Jonah Goldberg. He's like, why is nobody, you know, if China had come in and broken into the Pentagon and hauled off all the classified documents in written form that they did, it'd be all over the TV shows. They'd be, you know, doing everything they can to, you know, find the Chinese spies that did it and perp, perp walk them in front of everybody. But because it happened over the Internet and through cyberspace, it's like nobody seems to care for the same reason that I guess because Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, you know, um, got re- burned basically electronically all of her documents. Nobody seems to care about that. But if they, she had shred them like Fawn Hall did, maybe people would care. This is the m- most massive, um, you know, um, attack on America since Pearl Harbor. Why are people not paying attention to this, Alicia? I mean, the the former NSA counterintelligence officer, John Schindler, says the damage is hard to exaggerate. It is a disaster. He says they have just wrecked American espionage. Joel Joel Brenner went on to say that the stolen data amounts to the crown jewels of American intelligence. It tells the Chinese the identities of almost everybody who has ever gotten a United States security clearance. And no. And and we're talking about flags today.
2: Yeah. Uh, You know. I think that one of our greatest threats to national security actually is our national debt because the more in debt you get, the uh, the more we start to depend on the government, the more desperate people get, um, and uh, we don't have the money to spend on defense or to, to um, defend ourselves. I just—I'm very concerned about the national debt, and I think that Greece. You know, you brought up Greece earlier. That's a really good example of what happens when you have bad monetary policy. You have socialist spending. You have uh, unfunded pensions, and uh, you know what's going to happen is there's going to be a run on the Greek bank because the uh, the European Union is not going to continue to lend. Greece money, and Greece is going to get kicked out of the monetary union, and they're going to have to go back to the Greek drachma, which means that uh, the banks are going to collapse, people are going to be running to the banks try to pull out cash, people are going to be poor, and that leads to violence, that leads to uh, right. instability, and... and-, and-
1: Right. And what you said in terms of our defense, maybe the reason why, because I got to thinking, well, why is the GOP doing nothing? Why is, you know, is it because they've been so focused on, you know, why, you know, they continue to ignore every scandal that's happened with the Obama administration? Is it because they're trying to work with Obama right now on the on this TPA deal and this TPP deal? So they, you know, they can't bust him on the scandal because they need him for something that they want. Is that what it is? Or is it that because we, or is it in part because we owe so much money to the Chinese and they want the Chinese in this? Trade deal for money that they're going to overlook that the Chinese just, you know, perpetrated the cyber Pearl Harbor on us. It's all tied together, Alicia.
2: I think I think it's just for barrel. To be honest, I don't think that it's because of the money we owe China. You know, it, we actually owe far more money to the American bondholder than we owe to Ch- the Chinese bondholder. What that means is that everybody who's got money. Uh, in the stock market, in their 401ks and their IRAs, those bonds, if the government, uh, if the U.S. government defaults on the debt, uh, those bonds will become worthless, and everybody's going to lose their retirement. And you know they did it with GM. Why won't they do it to the American bondholder? So I, I'd be concerned about that. Uh, but I think that I think that TPP has it's got to be pork barrel. I mean, politicians are short sighted.
1: Oh, absolutely. And um, I want to shift gears because I I specifically asked you to call in tonight because, you know... Um, and I've been talking about Carly Fiorina um, for a while. I love her. She is out there everywhere. She is taking more harder, tougher questions than anybody out there and she nails it every time. She never gets through an interview where she is not pressed, in part because she's a woman. And this is all about, just because we're talking about Charleston and stuff, 2016 is going to still be all about the woman because Hillary Clinton is 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 the the push for the historic first woman presidency. Don't the GOP needs to not take their eye off the ball and every time Carly Fiorina is interviewed she's asked about women in the workplace and workplace equality has anybody forgotten about Mitt Romney and the binders full of women this the women in the workplace and workplace equality is going to be a huge thing and that's why the Democrats have just put forth a policy called um, the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act which supposedly would augment current protections and spell out even more specifically how pregnant workers must be accommodated and increase potential penalties of failing to meet these standards. And one of the things that Carly Fiorina, and you're an expert in this, you've given talks on it, one of the things Carly Fiorina points out is almost every time there's these kinds of regulations and policies that come out, they end up hurting women more because they end up inhibiting and and making employers shy away from hiring women in the workplace. What do you want people to know about this?
2: Well, the first thing I'll tell you is that... uh, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, the disability laws and trying to accommodate uh, disabled workers or people with illnesses and physical conditions, including pregnancy, so that they can stay in their jobs. I think that that's a good thing, uh, but this particular act is completely surplus It's unnecessary. Women are already protected under the ADA for these exact same things. They're already protected under the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. under for these exact same things and that if there was any doubt about it the u.s supreme court just ruled against ups and required ups to accommodate a pregnant woman who they terminated while she was pregnant uh because she couldn't lift weight a certain amount of weight uh so it's already protected under law an additional bill adds nothing and so this is just political um showmanship you know, and so that's right because
1: they want to push. They want to push this the war on women, and they want to try to play right. gotcha with the Republicans and back them into a corner. And right. that's what's in play here.
2: That's exactly right. It's going to be like, oh, Republicans hate women because they don't want to back more legislation against businesses. Well, look, employers have dozens, and I mean dozens of laws that they have to comply with, it makes it extremely difficult to hire people, which hurts the employees ultimately, because, you know, most people, they give up. They don't want to hire people because, you know, it's too expensive. It's too much trouble. And so you're right. There's going to be, there is already uh, an unspoken problem where women who are pregnant or of childbearing age are less desirable for promotions or less desirable for being um, hired, and we can see that statistically. And so, the more uh, regulation you have on this, actually, the harder it gets for women.
1: Yeah, uh, it, you know, almost all liberal policy ends up backfiring. Obama Obamacare was never about health care. It was never about access to health care. It was never about anything but government control. And that, you know,
2: and the the rep- you can't force people through regulation to do the right thing. You got to You have to let free market do it. So women are the largest growing segment right now of entrepreneurs and business owners. You know why that is? Because women, when they become business owners, they get control over their lives and their balance with their families. Corporations are losing women. They're losing talent. And women are uh, this great growing segment in the market. The market itself is going to correct any problems and employers are eventually going to realize that they have to treat women in childbearing age, with a little more sensitivity,
1: and the, it, exactly, and it. so then they will start offering benefits packages and, and compensation packages to attract them back to their corporations. You're right; it always corrects itself. Liberalism is about control, and all it ever does is oppress and repress. And you look at the economic policies put forth by by Obama since he's been in office, and where are we at? We are in a recession, and we are struggling, and we are in debt, and unfortunately, we are also just about out of time, and before. We 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 end tonight's show. I want to wish... Wish everybody out there a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Fathers come in many different shapes and forms, and whether or not you're an actual biological daddy or just a daddy of a fur baby or an uncle or just a father figure in somebody's life, you are treasured, you are important. Know this, and know everybody out there listening to The Andrea Kay Show, Alicia, Dern, Todd, all my friends and family out there on Facebook and Twitter. I love you all. Thank you so much for the support. Have a wonderful weekend. Till next time, this is Andrea Kay. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night.
0: The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea Kay